Hello, everybody. Mike and Doppel here with the Horse Racing Happy Hour, joined by, as always, by with Louis Rebeau. Let's go. We got Dan Isle here because it's big yes, race day. Sir. Big, big race Dan is here with the, with the Breeders' Cup coverage big once race again. Dan, how about Dan, that? like you've become this like staple on our major race days. How you? How does that feel? Like uh, it, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I've I've been blessed to have a lot of really cool things happen in my life. This is right at the head I'm, of the list. I'm, I'm so thrilled. To I be agree able to that help knowing that. me is at the head of the list for Dan. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and we got Kevin Kilroy. Hey, now, good. Why not? Good morning. Why not? Good Needed a quartet. Let's go. Let's do it. Here That's I right. am. I mean, I just kind of I'm, I'm a hanger on her. If, if I just kind of kick the kick the dirt enough, then somebody invites me over to to hang out, and that's what I do. All right, we're gonna do something kind of fun today. So we're you know instead of just like going through and giving a full on handicapping. We're going to basically do what we're going to call the gauntlet. This was Kevin's idea, so I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to introduce the race, and then uh, we're going to have someone say, you know, Lou would say, well, my favorite horse in this race is this, and then the other two guys are going to tell him why that's a terrible pick, uh, and then we'll do it, and we'll give you three horses and why, you know, it's a terrible pick as well. We'll have the person defend their pick, um, and then we'll just kind of do with that. So you'll get a good just overall glimpse of the uh, Breeders' Cup field. And we're going to start right off the bat with the Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. This is race three on the card. It is a grade one, $1 million race. This is the one of the three races where we're going to see the returning winner, Cody's Wish, Return is going to come back and try to win this race for the second uh, time, second year in a row. Cody is out here. He's been all over social media, which is fantastic. Louie, who's your pick in this race? Oh, wow. How about that? Because um, I know your pick is not Cody's Wish. Uh, it was, um, and I do think he's the most likely winner. But let's, for this exercise, I'm going to go with Zozos. Um, I think some easy uh, knocks against this horse. But we're at Santa Anita. This is a speed-favoring track. Front runners can win over the uh, two-turn route races here. So I'll take the Brad Cox trainee here in Zozos. Won the grade three ACAC last time out. I think has a legit shot to go ahead and go back to back under Florent Giroux. Uh, hopefully, he made it out here uh, since we, uh, you know, we had he to, wasn't on our he wasn't, he wasn't on, on our, our plane. plane. Yeah. Uh, was uh, was uh, paged on the plane. Did not happen. Uh, is carrying more weight in this race than he's ever carried before. But uh, not too worried about the extra five pounds. Seven for eleven lifetime. Three for three at the mile distance. Six to one. A beautiful price on a horse uh, as good as Zozos. Uh, and of course, with the. Uh, the untimely passing, a practical move. I think this is the horse that's going to inherit the lead. Uh, I'll go Zozos here, Mike. Yeah, uh, practical move. In the dirt mile. Unfortunately, with the accent, is obviously out of this race. And Algiers is the other horse that has been scratched in this race. So those two horses are out. Uh, Kevin, why is Zozos a terrible pick? All right. Um, Zozos, he uh, it just seems like a soft horse, right? It has speed, can get to the lead, but not necessarily uh, – compete in terms of dueling in terms of uh, uh kicking home and really showing that heart if the setup is there yeah he's live but i think he's just a little bit soft in this to take on a horse like cody's wish another thing i say cox did right after winning the ACAC was like i don't think zozos is of the caliber to go to to the breeders cup and uh and he didn't say it like that he's like i don't think that's our next spot necessarily but here we are right and, and i don't know if it's just because zozos came out of it doing so well the owners really want to run in this what it might be but um the, 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 really the intention wasn't necessarily to get here yeah dan what do you think about Zozos? yeah I, I his speed figures just don't measure up uh there are a couple of uh uh, in my mind, a couple of really uh, tough scratches in this race. I thought Algiers had a good chance to win, uh, and uh, and also the private 
practical move. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, I just, but I still think this is a, a, an awfully tough spot for the f- speed figures that that he that Zozos has been running. So then, who's your pick? Uh, my pick, although. I don't think this is great because his speed figurings have been regressing as well. You don't have to dog your own pick, Dan. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, uh, I, Cody's Wish wins this race by default. Okay. There's nobody, even, even with his uh, less than stellar effort, he still lays over this field. Yeah. Kevin Wise, Cody's Wish not going to win this race. I mean, for the record, that is my topic, too, but this is what I say to myself when I'm trying to talk myself uh, out of picking Cody's Wish in here is there isn't much speed signed on, right? Zozus is going to have a really nice setup, should be loose on the lead. Cody's Wish is better at one turn than two turns, and here we are at two turns. Um, so those are two big knocks that you have to be worried about. And, of course, the price. The two-turn thing, I think, for sure, could be something that could come National Treasure, uh, live or not, Dan, in this one? No. Kevin? No. Okay. There you go. National Treasure is going to win this race by open lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, did you want to come up with the third horse? Or you, you mentioned Cody's Wish was your horse. My, my other horse in there is Stage Raider, um, who I'm interested in, on the rail, Brian Hernandez Jr. 15-1 on Stage Raider right yeah. there. Why is Stage Raider a terrible pick, Louie? Uh, because, look, he's only been going one turn uh, over the mile course. Can't beat a horse as crappy as uh, Zozos that I was just told is soft and not a very good horse. And so that's why he's got no chance because he's even softer than Zozos. <laughs> this is going to turn out to be really fun. <laughs> By the way, Louis, Louis always going to have a bias to a horse he, he just recently saw win. No question about it. <laughs> always, always, always. No question. Bias. All right. The, uh, the next race is the Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. This is uh, a mile and a quarter on the turf. We're going to see the horses cross over the dirt track to get onto the turf course. Uh, this this race could be pretty wide open. Uh, we'll start with you, Dan. Who do you like in this race? Uh, I like the one horse in Italian. Ah. Uh, Thanks, Dan. It, it, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, she, she has to go to the lead. She has, yeah. to, she has to win on the front end. And her last couple of races, she's been caught um, – but going this far, I think, gives her an easier, if that makes sense, going a farther distance gives her an easier lead, and I don't think she's coughing it up at the end like she did last time going a mile. Why is that a terrible pick, Louie? It's only a bad pick because Inspiral's in this field, and Inspiral's going to be able to sit right off the pace and be the horse at the end that picks this race off. Under Frankie DeTori, again, rode her in England uh, and in France before this. Uh, frankly, back in England before that as well, and a bunch of group ones. This horse is very, very well thought of. Beat the boys two back at Deauville, comes back, wins uh, against the, the Phillies uh, in the uh, the Sun Chariot at Newmarket. I just think she's the horse to beat here. So if it's, it's, it's less about in Italian's ability, Kevin, to get out on the lead and to keep that lead, because I do think that's a scenario in this race. Yeah. She gets up front. Um, is that uh, is that Rosario? It is. Yeah. Uh, Joel Rosario board there. Uh, she's fast. I mean, there's no question about that, Kevin. It's just can she keep that lead? I'll go ahead and guess that someone catches her down the stretch. Yeah, I think the distance is the big question, right? I mean, I, I do think that uh, those shorter, like one mile turf races do uh, set up for, for those late kickers, those closers, because they might have to go a little bit faster. An Italian could get away, but I do think we're going to see uh, Fevrober be up close, the Spiral up close, and, I, I mean, Rosario. How, how has he been this year? He's just been struggling, right? So I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, – but he should just be on the lead. He can't struggle too hard with that. But I think the distance and uh, possibly some pressure. All right, Louis already kind of gave us the reasons Inspiral's his pick and why he liked Inspiral. Didn't really dog Dan's pick too much, just why he liked Inspiral. 
Uh, so why is Inspiral not going to win this race? Inspiral has thrown in some uh, some tough races shipping, right? Let me look. just pull up my Inspiral yep. notes Ask here. Ask it for example, yep. Yep, you look at the Sussex, you look at uh, the Queen Elizabeth II, um, just just some dogs in there, right? Just throwing throwing some uh, some rough races in. Definitely has the um, uh, you know nice form ratings there from uh, um, that European form has been big, but uh, Paddington took took Inspiral down. I think maybe the price is going to be short. Gosden is fantastic though, bringing horses to different spots. But I think just seeing a couple of those uh, blemishes on the on the record, those sort of like just way off form spots, uh, makes me makes me dive in Spiral. Yeah, and Spiral's uh, one last two wins have been straight as well, and it's never gone past a mile. Yeah, no. The, 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 if if this was the mile, yep. she'd be my pick. Not going. There's a lot of a lot of negatives here for me. She's never been a mile and a quarter. Uh, she's never been over a mile. Uh, she ran October seventh. Quick, pretty quick turnaround. Uh, she won a breeders' paid trip here, and she's going to the breeders' shed, breeding shed, as soon as Ooh. she gets done with this race. That was and an angle so that Kevin talked I, about yesterday. I thought, I, I think they said, "Hey, what do we got to lose? We can yeah. go for nothing. Uh, we'll see if we can win the race. If we don't." Uh, she's already a multiple uh, Group One winner. I, I think there's a lot of uh, downside here. And Kevin, you kind of mentioned that yesterday, talking about horses who uh, are going to the breeding shed, like the the connections being a little cautious with them, and might not be like up to prime form. Yeah, I mean that's the Ed DeRosa angle, right? Um, I think it's it's something to think about where the real money in this game is in that breeding shed. And um, if we are keeping that in mind, we want to probably be a little bit cautious with the way we run in a race like this, which won't necessarily add to the value of, uh, uh, you know, the cost for, for breeding with uh, Inspiral. Now, you might have an interesting pick in this race. Who's, who do you like? Uh, there's, there's a lot of my, you know, fanboy favorites are in here. I love Didia. Uh, Feb Rover, I was super impressed with last time. Give me, give me one. You but go Lindy one. All right. is my top pick in here. Lindy's yeah. the pick. Uh, Louie, what do you think about that pick? And tell us why that's not going to win. Yeah. It's interesting because he likes Lindy here, but Lindy uh, couldn't keep up keep up with Maj last time at, at Keeneland. And so the, I would say if you do like Lindy, the reason is the stretch out in distance, right? Because ran in the mile last time, ran out of time. It was never winning that race at a mile, right? But could uh, come back, uh, excuse me, at a mile and an eighth. Is going to get a mile and a quarter. I do think if we had an extra furlong there at Keeneland, Lindy – rushes past Maj and ends up winning the race. So if you wanted to do that, if you want a horse like that, though, I think Didi is a better play than Lindy is in this case. I think he already won here in the Rodeo Drive last out, has done that trip over uh, the dirt here. Vincent Cheminot, a fine uh, turf jock uh, in North America as well. Nacho Crea sending this one out. So if you're looking for a horse in that ilk, I think you can look at other places with the moonlights in this race. Bill Buick and, and Charlie Appleby, if you want a horse that's going to come from off the pace stand, I think those horses are better suited uh, than Lindy. Lindy's a bad pick because she likes a little give in the ground. Okay. And uh, there is no give in this turf course here yeah. at Santa Anita. I mean, it uh, it rained three years ago, I think. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Lindy looks to me like she wants some cut in the, in the turf, and she's not getting it tomorrow. It's not a bad thing, though, to get Tyler and Brendan Walsh at 12-1, to 1, you know, for sure. So, no question. Uh, like that as well. So uh, th This race is loaded with horses that can win it. Right. That's, I mean, this that's is a spread really race, right? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is definitely a spread uh, race. It can be. Yeah. Uh, frankly, if you're playing against other people, though, this is one where you want to take a stand. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to see another repeat winner in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Grade 1, 7 furlongs on the dirt. Good night, Olive. Returning here. Uh, it, it's going to be a heavy favorite at six to five on the morning line. 
Uh, but let's see. Who have we not started? Kevin, you haven't gone first yet. Who's your pick in this one? Society. All right. Yeah. Steve Asmussen. Here, here's my little uh, culture tip. I thought you were going to go another way, by the way. Steve based walked on by me and, and smiled. I saw him smiling. He's feeling good. Steve, uh, Steve Asmussen. 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 Yeah. Asmussen. That's how you say it. Asmussen. So he's feeling good. <laughs> and I think, you know, not only do we have early speed, we've also got that late kick society um, keeps on going so uh, i think society's looking large all right dan do you not like society pick or you like that pick i like that pick well, I, like, gotta, I like you dog I, it i like that i know i can't say anything bad about it because yeah. that was who that's my pick too so <laughs> i mean i guess i guess if if you if you want to take uh, s- uh, something really negative i mean it's uh, you know when she's run in group grade one races She's fa- failed miserably, okay. and and her last two starts have been a grade three and a listed stake, um, and and you know that that's when she really turned it on. But I I think the, the I, I like that pick. I I don't think I mean you know as you said, uh, Good Night Olive is going to be a big favorite, and I think uh, she her numbers have been regressing a little bit. Last time out, it was good on a muddy track, but. Uh, um, no, I, I I can't say any. I'm sorry, I can't play this Can game. Can you besmirch it, Louie? Can you besmirch the <laughs> I can. This horse is not great off of freshening. So that's where I would go. Ran in the Madison in April uh, over seven furlongs. Ran third up the track uh, behind Goodnight Olive, who's in this race, right? And so this horse has had some time off since the end of August. Um, not a great angle um, for this wait, horse Wait, 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 wait. Just one at Charlestown with the same amount over, of time. Over wet fast. Yeah, but in the same amount of time in between the Ellis Park race and that one and then this today. I mean, like almost to the day. Right, but we're actually getting uh, – okay, all right, fair enough. But uh, coming off that, in, in grade one company in the Madison uh, just wasn't good enough. I think the knock is, is that she's just not as classy, can, say, as a good night all. Can I knock my own pick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ellis Park, uh, that was speed favoring, you know, left and right those days. That day specifically on June 24th was and got it done on the front end against Matarea, who's in here. So Look, look, at, look at Tyler. Tyler's won four out of five races on this filly. And he's back up again. Yeah, I love the Tyler. By the way, I'm trying to knock her because I'm going to include her. I mean, you know, she's she's an absolute include for me for sure. This race, to me, has a lot because I think I'm against Goodnight Olive, and there's a lot of horses here who, if they won this race, I would not be surprised. And they're just at the price too. Louis, who do you like? I mean, Goodnight Olive. I just do. I I think the seven furlongs really sets up well for her here. She's six for eight lifetime. Never missed the board at the distance. Went one away last time in the ballerina in the mud at Saratoga. Um, not a bad angle uh, for her and also for trainer, tra- uh, trainer Chad Brown. Not Tainer, uh, Trad Brown. Uh, I don't know why I would say that. But uh, I think she's absolutely the, the, the one to beat here. I am interested in Ugiri. I think she's just a hard-knocking runner. I think she's one that just likes to win. And, and when you can find a filly that's willing to do that kind of work, uh, you know, that daughter of Shackelford, they're flying out, Ricardo, for the race. Interested to see if she keeps that form that she had in the TCA and the Thoroughbred Club of America last time. A race where she beat Wicked Late Halo. That's the kind of you know the kind of speed as well. So, so who's your pick? Twenty-two forty-five. It's a good night or good night Okay, Dan, why is good night Olive not a great pick? Uh, what I said a little earlier, I think her numbers are regressing. That last race was in the mud. Uh, other uh, before that, her speed figures weren't nearly as good. So I'm going to try to beat her because I I don't think you get the six to five. I think she's more like three to five. Okay. All right. So I think good night Olive. We saw it uh, at Churchill there on uh, on Derby Day. Doesn't like to be on the rail. Wants to get outside and, and run from that angle. And we've got this rail draw on here. We've got Irad on. And, and if I'm ever riding against Irad, I'm pinning that mofo to the rail because 
you know, I know I got beat with him. I know I've got beat with him. What, wait, wait a second. You think Irad takes advantage of his position on the racetrack? <laughs> he he, he's definitely knocked me. He's definitely knocked me in the past. He'll know? put a horse over the rail if he needs to. No joke. Uh, All right. Well, good night, Elvis. Winning by five legs. Keep going. Oh, there, there you go. go. All right. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, who's picking? We got get yet. Yeah, we got We're going to you. All right. Go for it. No, we just had you just said good night all. Oh, Damn. I thought we you were got talking about all. the next Damn. race. We I'm got sorry. it all. So oh, we got everybody. Yeah, I, would, I would we all agree though if Echo Zulu was in this race that we'd probably uh, be oh, with Echo Zulu without what? question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said though that Matareya looked pretty good. Yes. yesterday. So yes, definitely. she could absolutely win this. She's absolutely the track, feeling good. And then Bluey, you actually talked a little bit about the uh, the five horse, I believe, Kishenbosch, when we were did our uh, preview show. At yeah, Cut. right. Talked about a little bit on Wednesday. We t- I talked about her with uh, John Lindo on Tuesday. If people want to go back and listen to that show. Uh, just because she knows the track, but she's two for ten lifetime against much lesser horses here. Yeah. I I brought her up more as an option to fill in your trifecta, maybe your exacta. Uh, she could pick up the pieces uh, as a later runner. Uh, if if it happens to just break down up front, where um, there's way too much speed out front and a bunch of horses get tired, it could be her and Goodnight Olive actually that pick up the pieces. One two one five uh, would be the actual numbers there in the exacta. All right, now we're going to move on to the uh, mile, which I think a lot of us are very excited about. We've got a lot of really good fillies going against the boys in this race. Um, the the Breeders' Cup mile presented by PDJF, one mile on the turf, uh, grade one, obviously, uh, for $2 million. Dan, who was your pick here? Uh, Songline. All right. Uh, I think uh, the Japanese have been winning major races all over the world. Uh, I think that uh, they wouldn't send this filly over here, or I guess she's a mare now, uh, unless they thought she had a big, big shot. Uh, she is the champion miler in, in Japan, and so that's good enough for me. The Japanese did very well here last time that the Breeders' Cup was in California. Uh, uh, Louie, why do you not like the Songwon pick? <sighs> it's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a very fair question. Uh, you know what? Let's say because uh, she ran last time against boys at a group two in Japan and didn't get it done. Let's say um, there's there's not a lot of reasons not to like this horse. Um, you know, I, the only yeah, I don't have a knock on that horse. No, yeah, <laughs> most likely most likely Japanese winner. You know, I, mean, I, I think, agree with that. I think at turf, I'm always just trying to get away from a horse I think is going to be pretty short. So that makes me a little bit a little more critical of Songline. Um, has been running twos. Every race so far uh, as a five-year-old. And we just have horses that, that run faster, run zeros on third graph is what I'm looking at. Um, so Casa Creed is, is one yeah. that uh, seems really live in here against that. Um, we also have the entrance of Win Maryland, right? Another – is that the right name there, Win Maryland? Um, Win Carnelian. Yeah. Win Carnelian, another yeah. Japanese horse. Just makes me think, like, or is that just two different connections sort of taking a spot, in the, you know, shot in the same race? Maybe Songline isn't the, the one to get it done here. Maybe he's already kind of done all the winning that uh, she is going to do. Has an outside post, another tough spot to be. And maybe the, the knock here is on the shipping angle, right? I mean, I know yeah. it has shipped out of Japan before and won, but it's been a while. Last time going to Saudi Arabia, it got beat against, uh, you know, Casa Creed's in this field, for example. Uh, maybe there's a shipping angle here of why you wouldn't like you know, it's been my experience watching these horses, Mike. I, I think the Europeans shipping to Southern California, I think they have a tougher time than the Japanese horses shipping to Southern California. I know the distance is probably about the same, but it seems like they they have more consistent form coming this way. Yeah. 
I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. we Two other horses who have run faster than Songline, Master of the Seas, been running once on Thoroughgraph, and More Than Looks just ran a one. So which one's your pick there, Kevin? Uh, Casa Creed. Casa Creed. You're going to go with the wow. old name, Casa Creed? Yep. Uh, Dan? Or let's go with Louie. Louie, why do you not like the Casa Creed pick? I love the Casa Creed pick. <laughs> You love every horse in this field, then? You like so long, you love Casa Creed. You just I, I like those two as two of my top three. Yeah. I think Casa Creed, look, if an American's going to win this race, I think it's Casa Creed. Okay, seven-year-old Casa Creed there. Dan, why do you not like the Casa Creed pick? Yeah, I, I really can't argue with it much other than, you know, he's he's seven years old. Doesn't he have to slow down at some point? Yeah. I don't um, you're 70, what, 71, 72, <laughs> 73, 74, something like that? I can't remember what you are. Not one, Six. not two, what are you? not three. Not four. Were you born in the 1900s or the 1800s? I can't remember. <laughs> he coached eight All right. <laughs> and thank you. That'll be my time for happy horse racing no. happy hour. Yeah, no, because no. Creed just paired zeros. And uh, as a seven-year-old, yeah, maybe that's a, sort of a bounce angle from there. You know, or just not, not a necessarily a bounce, but uh, just go off form. But Bill Mott, turf, coming in here. He's got a, he's got a loaded barn. Um, Luis Saez, love that guy. Any chance, uh, any chance Natalie Baffert wins with Dujour in this race? The eight horse, the Baffert trainee? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we have mentioned, like, so we, you know, we love the Costa Creek pick. We love the uh, the song line pick. We we mentioned Master of the Seas. We haven't. Even, no one's mentioned Maj yet at all. Like um, who will probably be the favorite? In very this well, race. easily could be. Yeah. So, Louis, Louis, oh, song line's going to be the favorite, in my opinion. Who's your pick? Uh, I have Songline on top. Uh, the horse we haven't mentioned that I do like is Kalina, coming out as is an Irish bred. Uh, ran in the Prix de la Forêt last time, Group 1, uh, going seven furlongs right-handed uh, in um, at Longchamp in France. But uh, that horse, I think, has a serious shot here as well. Okay, so, I mean, is this a total spread race, or is this another place where you need to take a stand? I think you need to – I'm going to use uh, four or five here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, why – let's – he just mentioned Kalina. Let's just use that as his pick. Uh, Kevin? I'll knock Maj just because we're knocking horses. You want to knock Maj? Okay. I mean, just, just an absolute perfect setup. Speed has been great at Keeneland. It was really the, the place to be specifically on that day. And that race flow just set up. They went slow through there and uh, just set up for Maj to get it done. So, um, had some closers coming in and um, just had the perfect setup there. Dan, would you uh, want to knock Kalina or Maj? Uh, I'm not knocking Maj. I, I think she's back to the distance she wants to run at at a mile. Um, I'll I'll knock Kalina. Uh, she uh, she's a, gr- a group two horse. Uh, she whenever she steps up to to group one races, she fails miserably, and this is a definitely a, a, a grade one race uh Kalina so winning what, the grade one pre de la foray against the boys the last, last time out, out. <laughs> at Longchamp. all right let's keep going oh uh, yeah well again you know Maj you gotta love it coming from Godolphin maybe the knock there is a small barn you know just the, the Godolphin doesn't have a lot of winners <laughs> you know you <laughs> feel good for guys like they've Godolphin. had a tough year you guys, had Dolphins a, had a bad year actually. I yeah you haven't even heard I want I want to I want to rebut Kalina that was a <laughs> seven furlong race and so she's got no shot in here <laughs> boom there we go all right <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can actually start going a little bit deeper if you all want to uh, with some of this stuff. We got we're gonna go to the seventh race, which is the Breeders' Cup. Well, I can't wait for the sun to come up. This <laughs> the Breeders' Cup distaff here uh, in the Great One, two million dollar race. Louis and I uh, <laughs> love, you know, we we always talk about falling in love with the Phillies and Mares because yeah. they're gonna race multiple seasons. Um, and this is a good collection of those kind of horses. We see some. Some three-year-olds. We saw, you know, pretty mischievous who won the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, Amore, who's a four-year-old horse in here. You're, you're going to get a good mix in this. Uh, search results. Who's five years old. Uh, 
Louis, who was your pick? You know, it's interesting because I do think Idiomatic's the best, the best two-turn dirt female in North America. I do. I think she's the best. I think there's going to be a lot of pace on the front of this race, though. And I think a horse like Clarier has a legit shot to pick this thing off. Okay. But, unfortunately, I think everyone knows that. And so I don't know the price on her is going to be very good. I think we might be talking three to one. She's maybe. four to one in the morning. Yeah, line. three yeah. to one, five to two kind of number. Um, but I will stay with Idiomatic. I just think she's the most talented. I trust all the connections. Um, so I'll stay with the four Idiomatic. But I do think the nine Clarier legit shot here to pick off uh, the the front running both uh, Idiomatic and Adair Manor here, Kevin. Idiomatic four for four last four races out, two for two at the distance. Of course, you got Frenchie aboard with Brad Cox as the trainer. Kevin, why is idiomatic? That's Florent Giroux. Florent Giroux. Giroux. Flo. Yeah, I think just the pace. You know, there's going to be just a lot of horses just sending really hard. Um, who's your Philly? Blinkers on, on the rail huh. is going to make things just a little bit crazier. It's going to spice things up in terms of making this pace a hard place to be towards the front end. And um, I think idiomatic is one that has been able to get distance and get a little bit loose on the lead and be able to, to come home with that. You can see two and a half lengths, two lengths, four lengths, four lengths. Um, it's just easy when you're alone on the lead, right? So possibly some of those speed figures are higher because of how um, easy she's been able to get it done. But yeah, she, she's definitely uh, Brad Cox, four-year-old, fantastic, you know, fantastic Philly. Uh, do you have a knock on idiomatic? Uh, I, I don't, uh, other than, uh, as Louis said, that there's gonna be a lot of, uh, lot of pace in this race. Adair Manor looks like she has to be on the front end and there's some other horses in here. I don't think Idiomatic gets this this setup that I mean she's gone out the last few races and just thrown 24s at them uh, and, and I think she might have to go faster than that to keep the lead uh, but um, but no I, I mean she's still makes the most sense in in this race. Um, I, I do agree with Clarier. I mean, throw out that last race because it was on, in the slop at Saratoga. And she's been as competitive uh, at, at a grade one level as anybody in this race. So um, I, I, think, I think it comes down to either idiomatic being able to set the pace and not have a lot of pressure or Clarier comes from the back. Okay, so it could be Clarier as a closer. Uh, is this probably the most likely of all the races that a closer would win? Mm, on, the dirt? on the dirt, on the yeah. dirt yeah. On, on the, the dirt, dirt yes. yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, why well, I'll say no, because um, I think Goodnight Olive is a more likely winner than Clarier. Okay, all right. Uh, why do you not like the Clarier pick, Kevin? Um, for the record, that is my top pick. Okay, Clarier. <laughs> when you see the form go south, you know you've got excuses. We've got excuses. You know the slop last time. Um, Speed bias on that Saratoga track that day for sure. Um, yeah, like we were saying, Idiomatic had an easy out front. So that was, you know, you can kind of come up with a, a reason why. But you see the form go south, you just got to question it, right? You got to question it. And I brought it up before, Rosario. He, he has been at times one of my favorite riders, but he has just been a, a little bit, a touch, not quite in the zone like he can sometimes get. So there's always that phrase of that horse got Rosarioed, right? And uh, that's always a danger. So draws outside tough track to close into that's my knocks but still my topic who is your uh so who if you weren't gonna go clear air where would you go um uh, i mean there's a lot of choices in this race I mean, I mean, wet paint could close it in but i think search results will be the one that i would i would take that's my second pick in okay here. chad brown irad ortiz uh louis any other horse i, I think search results here? is that horse yeah. she's she's the other one 
She's the five-year-old who's just talented, and she just has a good day, and she wins. She could be the one here for sure. No All question right. in my mind. Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the Oaks winner, Pretty Mischievous, here uh, coming into this race. What are the, what are the biggest knocks for you guys for Pretty Mischievous, Dan? What do you, what did you think about when you looked at? Pretty well, Mischievous? I I think I think the biggest knock on her in my book would be she's a three-year-old filly, and uh, I think at this time the three-year-old Colts I think are able to compete in the Classic. I don't know if the three-year-old fillies have had as much success running in in the distaff. I mean, there's some hard-knocking older mares in this race, that, and she's not used to running against those kinds of horses. Louie? Knock on Pretty Mischievous? Uh, she's not as fast as the other horses in this race. Okay. That would be my knock. I, I think I think you've got Idiomatic up front who's going to be very fast. Uh, you've got some other horses that are going to be – out in front of her, and she likes to either be pressing or on the, or you know, right there at the front. I think there's a chance actually she tires off and misses the board altogether. Oh, but don't you remember the uh, the, the Kentucky Oaks? How fast that pace was, and pretty mischievous, just even outside from that spot, didn't tire. You know, she can go, and she's got the heart to pass them. Um, my knock is just it's just been a hard year. It's been a lot of racing, right? This has been a deep year for a three-year-old, um, and. Maybe we saw those ones, you know, around the uh, the Kentucky Oaks Acorn. There's ones on third graph. Then we saw threes after that, so that's the wrong direction. You know, we see a good work there on o- October 12th. I don't think Brenda Walsh is just going to run her to run her. It's already, she's already done right. everything that she needs to do. So if she's in the race, she's live. If the price is there, I'm very interested, but I, we'll see if the price is there. All right, race eight is the $4 million Longines Breeders' Cup turf. Uh, this is the cool, you know, downhill turf. It's actually like a three-turn race, which is actually kind of interesting. Uh, we're going to start with Louie here. Louie, who is your pick in oh, this one? Uh, so in the Breeders' Cup turf, it's a mile and a half, uh, as Mike mentioned. Uh, have to cross over. But, uh, frankly, uh, Kevin brought up this horse last night as we were talking. Probably the best horse that's here this weekend. But he is heading to the Breeders' Shed uh, in Mostadaf, right? And so uh, Mostadaf, excuse me, the nine horse here. Uh, Gosden and Crowley uh, keep teaming up on this one. One is last two in the Judmont uh, at York, and before that, the Prince of Wales Stakes, uh, one of the top, top races uh, in turf racing around the world, frankly. If you want to have a knock on this horse, though, he's never won at the distance. So how about that, right? So uh, he's trying uh, to get in a, into that spot. Uh, was in Maidan, didn't show up in the mile and a half. Um, was at Longchamp in the, in the arc and, and literally didn't didn't finish. I mean, like I, mean, I think he did finish eventually, but down the down the track by 40 plus lengths uh so you know whatever it is about this distance seems to not work out but i do think he's the most talented uh in this group yeah my top pick for sure but shipping we can see dubai didn't didn't go so well um and then into france at longchamp didn't go so well so maybe the shipping's not going to go as desired right um and that could be that could be the knock there so shipping Hasn't won at the distance. distance. Actually, 0 for 4 at the distance. It's got a second once, but it's missed the board the other three times. Uh, and um, breeder shed. And the breeder shed. Yeah. Talking your way. Talking my way out of it. Yeah. Believe. <laughs> We're gonna have to do something on that one. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan, what did you think about when you looked at uh, the nine horse? Most of them. Yeah. Um, I. They. Um, he, he was supposed to run in Champions Day over in Europe, and they, they scratched him because the, the turf was so soft. And so this is kind of plan B for them. And again, I think I mentioned it earlier on one of the other horses, uh, it, it, he had a, a paid trip here, so it doesn't cost him any money to get here. 
He's going to the breeding shed. And so I think it's just, you know, he can't run on soft turf, so let's see if he can run on Santa Anita's green concrete. Do you see that year in, year out, that the horses that did get the win in your end, they're just free roll here, and the ones who, like, actually enter and they, they're been targeted this have more success I, I think so I yeah. think so I mean it, w if if you had a horse Kevin and and you're in uh, England and you have a horse that comes for uh, not only the horse comes for free but you come for free uh, I mean that's a lot easier decision than you ponying up about forty thousand dollars to get here. Yeah, it's like getting invited to a party. Sure, easy to show up, but you didn't get invited and still to show up, then that's yeah. Yeah. Who did you like then, Dan? Who where did you where did you set? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take a little bit of a price here. I'm going with uh, uh, an Ernesto. Uh, Two horses. I like I like the last race. Uh, it, you know the the um, the arc. Ace Impact, uh, who won the ARC uh, uh, last month, uh, is an undefeated horse, uh, the second coming. And that was the first time uh, that, uh, do you say, pronounce it Guyon, the jockey, Lou? Guyon, first time he rode him, and, and, and he only got beat a length and three quarters uh, on, a, on a fast track. So I'm... I think there are more likely winners in here, but at eight to one, I'm going to take a little shot with him. Louis, why is that a bad pick? It's not. Um, I, I think that's a, it's a fine pick. Only thing I think that would be a knock is you know, he he hasn't won those races, right? He's 0 for three this year. If you wanted to have a knock, it said he actually hasn't gotten to the finish line first. We know though in turf route races, especially the longer they go that doesn't matter necessarily right it just depends on who shows up that day if you wanted to knock though it said he hasn't won those races i'm giving you a platform here to just bag on issel and, and you're, you're agreeing with him way too much well i have a, he, i have an esto in my top five i do uh, i mean yeah, it's, no. you know, it's just part of it uh, you know I, if you were looking for another spot here I mean, I can't believe he hasn't gotten mentioned here. Oh, let me, can I, I mean, I'm going to knock a Nesto. I mean, uh, damn, what are you doing picking this horse? Last time he ran <laughs> a top top figure, he, he bounced off of that and went right off of form. He hasn't shown that he can get two big runs. Last race was a good race for him. I like him. <laughs> Who was your pick? Who was your though? Aggressive now, now wait, back. wait a second. Yeah, yeah, Louie, yeah, <laughs> can you know bag on me, and <laughs> I, I, and I don't, I don't pay any attention to that because it's Louie. But when you, yeah, Kevin, I respect you. I mean, you, that hurts. Louie, I think you were going to tell us about one of the horses. <laughs> yeah, I just we haven't talked about Auguste Rodin, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, at some how point, can how can you bet him? He either wins. Or he, or he eases. His last five starts, he has three wins and two eased. I, I don't know how you can trust the horse. He's the Ricky Bobby of this race, if you're not first or last. <laughs> Do you get that reference, Dan? I'm impressed if you get that reference. Ricky Bobby? Yeah, yeah he was a race car driver. There it is. Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> not first or last. Race car Shake and bake. Hey, you're not dealing with a Hello, monkey Ricky here. Bobby. I am here to take your crown. That is, that's actually the, the funny part about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, ter in terms of, of he can of win, pedigree. right? No, he can win. Yes, yes. So I'm not talking about he's going to run second in an exacta. He's not. Yes. I'm talking about winning this race and be a part of a pick three or something like that. Got yeah, it. that was the hundredth Irish champion win for Aiden O'Brien last out. That was a big win. They wanted to get that one. Um, this is this 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 breeding is 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 something that Coolmore they really wanted to see happen here with Deep Impact possibly the best sire ever from Japan 
together with a Galileo mayor. Right? Yep. This is a, this yep. is the bloodline they wanted to preserve. Augustus Rodin, you know, is a very very fine horse, but also one that they're very interested in uh, keeping around the, uh, the the breeding shed. They want to keep this blood alive. So I'm not sure if we're gonna be fully cracked for this one, or if this is just one of these. Uh, we've got to bring him here. He's got to he's got to run in this race. Warlike goddess, do you give her a chance, Dan? Uh, no. Not She's another one I think needs a little cut in the ground, and she ain't getting it here. How about for you? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- without this, you know, maybe if we drew a little bit further inside, I'd be very interested. I love the fact that uh, Alvarado's been up. And I agree. We've just seen everything come back. Seven for nine at the distance, nine for nine in the money. And this has been facing, you know, boys and, uh, you know, greatest stakes races. Leave her out of your exactas and tries at your own risk. I think she's got a serious yeah. shot to hit the board. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We got uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic. We only got two more races to go, and the Breeders' Cup Classic is the one we're going to talk about next, and it is uh, – of course, the star of the show, right? So this is it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. <laughs> it's it's tough to get on board with it. Maybe this year. You know, know. Th- this is the beauty of the of the Breeders' Cup, though. Even if the classic isn't great, we've got plenty of other awesome fields to watch. So one hundred percent. Plus, frankly, makes this a pretty good betting race. I it mean, does. you know, once in a while, a drop in class in in the group of horses involved in a race can just lead to better bets, and I'm not mad about that. Either. Yeah, nothing worse could happen than uh, White Barrios made favorite five to two, two to one. And wins, just romps, that would just make me sad. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just not, not a horse with all the connections behind it and everything and just a, a favorite winning this race and uh, that I would make me happy. So. And then, of course, we have Archangel, who is scratched in this race. By the way, get smoke and scratch out of the last race. And then in the mile, uh, Exalted has been scratched. In. So um, Archangel is scratched out of this race. I, I think we could get a number that wins this race for sure. Uh, there's a lot of ways to go. Louie, I'm going to let you go first because I think I know what you're going to go with. And let's see what I've decided just to agree with Dr. Chet Mays, and I'm just going to go with Dreamlike here at 30 to 1. Okay. Nah, uh, I, I do like <laughs> Ushba Tesoro. I think he's the class of this field. Um, but part of this is me rooting to see a horse win the, the Dubai World Cup and then come and win this race. And so six for six true, this distance, A too. true international uh, sort of feel there, six for six for the race. Doesn't like it here. Which makes me think that he's just going to run his tail off. He's okay. just going to get on the track and just absolutely do the darn thing. So I'll put him on top. Uh, interested to see if he does calm down and get the gate okay tomorrow because yeah. it's even a gate issue. Um, interested, man. Does Arabian Night just get out front, stay out front? And I think he's no. totally capable of doing it. No. Um, why is he I'm gonna not tell, capable? Of I'm going to tell you who's going to be on the front end here. Saudi Crown. Saudi Crown. That's why. Okay. Saudi Crown will be on the front end. Uh, and I read and at a considerably better and, price. Uh, yeah, and and I heard I read something where Baffert was quoted as saying Arabian Night doesn't need to be on the lead to win, oh, which makes boy. me think <laughs> he knows he can't get to the lead. So I think Saudi Crown will be the one setting the pace, not Arabian Night. Okay, so do, do you? I know you like his pick though, right? But what were your, what would be your knocks on Ushba Tesoro? I don't know how you knock the horse. Yeah. I mean, it, he's eight for eight. I mean, they started him on the grass, and uh, it reminds me a little bit of Cigar, a horse that they ran like eight, seven or eight times on the grass, and he got nothing. And they finally put him on the dirt as just the last chance, and he Thanks turns into a, into a champion. And that's what this horse has done. He The only time he got beat on the dirt was on an off track. And we're not going to have an off track here tomorrow. I think this horse, uh, you know, the, the, the only other horse that I would say has a shot in here is White Abario. Uh, but I think the Japanese horse stands over these. Yeah, my... my you know, Knox. A, we're hearing about the gate stuff, right? Um, B, 
a closer coming from off. You know, you kind of, you want to be forward. Got to make your you got to make your trip. Yep. Yep. And then um, on when he won the uh, the World Cup, the Dubai World Cup, he ran slower than Derma Sotogaki. Oh. And you know that's one of those tracks that changes quickly in terms of its profile, and everybody has trouble making speed figures and all that sort of stuff. So time, just like raw time, isn't necessarily the thing that uh, tells the full story. But Derma Sotogaki is in here, and uh, uh, he ran faster on that day. Last year, Flightline ran this race in something like 202. What do we think the winning time is today for the classic? 203. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to go 201 just because it's Santa Anita. Yeah, I I was going to say very similar because this 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 track is uh, last year one of the faster than Keeneland. One of the big lies yesterday was that it was a fast track and they had to put so much water on it because of the wind. Yeah. That that track to me was more good frankly, than it was fast, fast. At, at Keeneland last year. I think if it's normal conditions, flight line goes sub two, uh, but it wasn't normal conditions last year at Keeneland. Um, okay. Uh, let's go with the pick. Let's go with White Barrio. Someone dog White Barrio for me. Why they don't like White Barrio. Kevin, what do you think? Having foot issues, right? We saw um, he got new shoes, and that's why they delayed um, the breeze. Final workout, yep. Yeah, a workout, and that's – you know, those are things that you just don't want to have happen. You want everything to go like clockwork coming into it, so that wasn't ideal – but just having tender feet, um, that being said, I'm sure he'll be feeling no pain and ready to roll um, that day. But that's just a little something that gives me a pause. You know, and that win um, over Cody's Wish and Zandon, that was just um, – I don't think that was the best field there in terms of at that distance and everybody coming at it. Zandon's just not a horse that I trust to be able to win. He loves to get second. Um, even though he runs big figures, Cody's Wish wasn't going to get the distance that day. Um, Wide Barrio, he, he's been out here, but um, he's not one that I trust. All right, so uh, who is your pick then, Kevin? Ushba. Ushba? Yeah, Ushba. He just seems like a horse that uh, – Are all three of you all going to Ushba in this race? Plays with him. He just yeah. plays with him. He just toys with him. He's like, it's like Zenyatta. Like, all right, I don't care where I am. I'm going to run you down for my own entertainment. You know, I just – I agree I'm, with I'm you, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, th- you still love Zandon at the price. I, I, th- I like the price of Zandon. You know, and again, I, I just think we got to um, – you, you all mentioned why you all didn't like Ushba. I think everything there was uh, was a – general concern i think we could get a price i love here. i love that zandon won his last race but you talk about beating nobody good yeah, god nobody, nobody right but he feels like the kind of horse to me that's very fast but just doesn't win very often yeah right i, I, so I just I, don't I, trust the three-year-olds at all okay you know i think that would be one thing so then you're looking at zandon you're looking at white bar you're looking at ishba is saudi crowned your top three-year-old <sighs> i want to i want to be on record mine is bright future i or no i guess he's four now isn't he never mind yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like your kids, Louie. Like, oh, God. Yeah, no, you're and not wrong about that. What's my wife's favorite color again? Yeah, no. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but, no, I Bright Future to me is that late developer. If we're going to see someone jump up and surprise, I think it's going to be him. And, of course, you love the, the Pletcher replacement always, so uh, for sure. We got – I don't know what they're doing to the track right now. I guess they're, uh, they're getting it all ready to go. They're, we are right here yeah. in the workout Ooh, break yeah. uh, between uh, between early – they start at 5 a.m. here with workouts. Yeah, they do. Which is incredible. Uh, and so here in this 6 o'clock hour, we're catching a lot of the uh, the resurfacing between So you're us. getting, like, the live – you you know we're here because you're getting yeah, all the sounds exactly behind right. us. So, all right, the last Breeders' Cup race of the day. Is and, hey, Breeders- before we do that, yes. I want to thank our sponsors Absolutely. for this weekend. Make sure that we get – all of those folks involved here. We've actually got two races left, I think, right? Uh, last one on the on the grass coming up here in the in the turf sprint. But I uh, want to thank the folks uh, at uh, Chet Mays' uh, office there. Mays, 
uh, plastic surgery and uh, Medispa there in Louisville, Ch uh, Chef's Cut Pizza in the Linden neighborhood of Louisville. Our guys down at Ebor City, uh, Single Barrel Cigars, hanging out with us. If you see me out here in the Searsucker, ask for a cigar. I'll be happy to do uh, that for you this weekend. And, of course, uh, our final sponsor with the Maryland uh, Horse Breeders Association, MarylandThoroughbred.com. Go check them out. Tons of great uh, incentives there in the state of Maryland. All right, we are the last one on the turf race. Lou is correct. This is five, five furlong sprint, the uh, Breeders' Cup turf sprint. Uh, Lou, who did you pick in this one? Ooh, to be again. How about yeah. that? Um, well, in the turf sprint, I'm going to try living the dream here, the five, uh, nine to two, coming over. Uh, ran in the wood for it last time and seemed to just run out of gas. Very interesting uh, at Keeneland. Hoping that the change in surface here to a more firm uh, go will be uh, better for this horse. One last two times going left-handed. Uh, at Pontrefact and at uh, Lingfield. Uh, those were in Class 2 races, so not in the graded company that we want, but very, very fast. A minute flat for that five furlong is the kind of race um, that can uh, that can win uh, here. Did go um, over a synthetic course in 57 seconds at five furlongs. If we could translate that here in a in a you know in a, a more dry course here, I think that's an absolute spot. So I'll lead on the five horse here, uh, but only four for 13 lifetime. I think you got to lose use a lot of horses here, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, li living the dream is going to go. We, we saw that the gate speed is there to get the lead last time. But, you know, Foxtrot Anna, right? Um, that, that horse that really just gave uh, living the dream too much trouble, made uh, him go too fast. Uh, he's just facing a lot tougher ones in here. And I think there's going to be some other speed signed on. I do like the cutback for sure. Initially, I really did want to put Living the Dream as my single in here, but, you know, maybe that was a bad idea to run the Woodford. Maybe that was the fresh horse that they needed, and they would have gotten five furlongs that day, and uh, maybe we're just sort of going to be bottomed out for this one. Is five furlongs kind of a specialty distance? It seems like it's so short that, it, you know, there's the sprinters that like to go six might have trouble going five. Is that is that legit? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. And there, it can go as fast as you want, right? It's a right. true sprint. You're just, you're just all out. You don't need a breather or anything. You know, you just go. So I think that's a big deal. Dan, where'd you land? I, I took a little bit of a price in here. Uh, I, I'm going with the nine, Roses for Deborah. I read Ortiz. Last time out uh, at Parks on a yielding uh, surface, uh, just didn't have it. You go back before then, horse had won four in a row, uh, and, and all of them quite easily. Pretty nice speed figures. Uh, so um, I, I think that... Uh, I agree. Li living, living in the dream is uh, is the horse to beat. But um, I'm going to go a little bit for a little bit of a price and go for the nine. Yeah, roses for Deborah. I think there's an excuse there with that last one over the yielding course. Just didn't like it. It was so much yep. so much moisture in it, right? And uh, you're going to get a good price. Irad's going to get up on this one. I think my question with with her is who was she beating up at Saratoga? She got good figures. She made it look easy, right? But she really didn't have to do too much to get it done. So um, possibly she just uh, didn't have the, quite the, uh, the company line, the form line that, uh, that some of these others have. Draws outside, tough spot to be. This is a spot, too, where Flavia and Pratt can have a big effect on the race. Matorius is in here. One last out, 56 flat at Del Mar, over five furlongs in um, the Greenfish Handicap. Uh, a grade three there under Giovanni Franco. We get Flavian Pratt back in the uh, the irons here. I think that's a massive upgrade there. Uh, so interested to see that ran really well last three out, and that was at Del Mar, uh, Churchill, and then on the down downhill course here. So this horse adapts everywhere that it goes. It travels well. Has been training here though at Santa Anita. So this is a home race for Phil D'Amato, who's having a nice start to the meet here, ten for seventy to start. And so I, that's a horse 
with Flavian Pratt that I'll be watching as well. I think that 5-1 to one price will probably stick, maybe go down to 9-2. to two. That's a really, really nice price for a horse of that quality. Heck right. yeah. We're going to scratch the two-horse Bradsdale here, 13 to That's one a big timer. scratch, by the way, the Bradsdale uh, scratch out of here big uh, for Archie Watson. I, I think that's a huge scratch in this race. Big scratch. And then one of the also eligibles, Twilight Gleaming, will also scratch here. One-timer as well. So, any yes, ch- uh, Dan, any yeah. surprise if Caravel wins here? Uh, I, I, w- I was talking to, not to Brad, but some of Brad's people, and they, they kind of think that she's over the top. So, uh, yeah, I would be surprised if Caravel wins this race. How about you, Kev? Same yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, same okay. thing. You know, she's got excuses in terms of, you know, going on a softer ground, um, being in some tough spots. But uh, I don't think she's going to like five furlongs. I don't think that's what she needs. And I, I, she has the form lines of somebody who's seen her best. All right, race 11 is the Breeders' Cup Sprint. It is uh, six furlongs, and we're going to scratch American Theorem out of this one. Um, Dan, where did you land in the Breeders' Cup Sprint? You know, the obvious choices are Elite Power and Gunite. Elite Power, by the way, another returning winner who won this race last year. Yeah. Um, I'm a little concerned. I heard or read that Bill Mott said that uh, Cody's Wish and Elite Power don't have any more to prove. They're both on their way to the breeding shed, uh, which makes me think he may not. we may not see a top effort from either one of those horses. I'm going to go with the three-year-old, Speed, okay. Speedboat Beach. Uh, I think, uh, you know, this is kind of Baffert's M.O., uh, the, these really fast three-year-olds and uh, – uh, so I'll I'll go with uh, Mike Smith and Speedboat Beach. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think we've maybe looked at Baffert coming in here wanting to prove something. It looks like from how we've picked so far, he might have a little bit of a rough day. Maybe this is like his last kind of hurrah to go out and at least get one of the wins. So Yeah, I would say this is Baffert's most likely winner on the weekend. Huh. But why didn't he go faster last time why didn't he just go straight to the lead and get it done you know sat off of it because what and ended up not getting done maybe didn't like the wet yeah, track maybe maybe um so i think the best way to get it done for speedboat beach is just to go straight to the front but there's yep. it, we're in the sprint but how much pace is signed on in this it's, it's a kind of a weird race and i think that's the way to go mike smith on the front but mike smith on the front sometimes he's brilliant Sometimes he just invites everybody in. He doesn't go fast enough, right? So I think that's sort of a little bit of a question there. And just seeing the pace figures not being that strong early on in the race from Speedboat Beach last time make me wonder what we're going to see in this one. I'm fascinated, frankly. I, I wonder if Gunnite's got it again, right? Runs in the in the crap last time at Parks on that just disgusting day. Interested to see if he's got his legs still because he probably had to do a ton of work over that mile course at Parks uh, last time out. Uh, in that dirt mile i getting back to a shorter distance here where he's three for six lifetime uh, but he is running against elite power who is his nemesis frankly which is interesting man i'm fascinated by the chosen Braun here not gonna lie ran in state bread company for years here in california they run him in the bing crosby and he wins the freaking race mm. now they trained him up to this moment i don't love that he seems to be a horse that likes to run a lot so they're taking a lot of time off with him but if that horse runs his race dan just by time, he's got a real shocker. Yeah, yeah, and, and that would be a shocker if a if a cow, if a cowbred won this thing. Yeah, we are seeing some good magic cowbreds. We saw one. You got one yeah. early in the races, yep. so we are seeing some of that. But uh, the chosen Bron is by Vronsky, and they bred it for thirty five hundred bucks. That's a different kind of conversation. Yeah, I mean that last race that was. I mean, when the Ben Crosby, I was I was I was shocked, and it was with a tough trip. 
You know, he had Tough reasons trip. to lose in the final stages. And Anarchist, and Dr. Schibler in that yes. race, that's a legitimate grade one. Yeah, and Anarchist was really in great form that yep. day. You know, it was really yep. coming into to himself. So I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for Chosen Vron. I love the... You know, the barn, you know, fantastic, real horseman, great guy from California, big part of the, you know, all the uh, the good stuff in horse racing. And uh, I love underdogs. So I'm, I'm cheering for Chosen Vron, but uh, Gunite's my top. Thing. All right, one horse that you guys did not mention that I think is going to be probably a, someone that a lot of people consider is Dr. Scheibel, four for six at Santa Anita. And uh, nine starts at the distance as one six and hit the board all nine times. What What is the knock for you guys on Dr. Scheibel? Let's see. Dr. Shiv. I would say last Shivel, out, he, he won in the slop, yep. and he hasn't won a super high-level stakes since, what, the grade two uh, on fast, uh, the San Anita Sprint Challenge in October of 21. Okay. Something like that. Otherwise, he's really been winning an allowance company or in other places. I mean, he ran well enough in Dubai when he shipped over there. But um, – and if you want to say he was close to the chosen Ron <laughs> in the in the big Crosby, if you think a lot of the chosen Ron, Dan, then you could look at that. But other than that, I think there's some some reasons to look past. Him. Yeah, he's there's there's too many layoff lines for me, uh, too many uh, too many inconsistent performances. There's just better horses, I think. Uh, he he, by the way, is going to be in the stall next to. Uh, uh, um, not this time. He's going to uh, tailor-made oh, really? to stand at stud. Yeah, I've just never had much respect for that horse. I know he had a long win streak there. I'm just not sure. Yeah, you know, I was impressed by who he was, be- who was beating. West Coast Sprinter is not necessarily um, my favorite angle. And I, and I agree that he's, he's had some, I'm guessing, some soundness issues. You can get him to run one with that, but get him to get two in a row, I think he's going to come down from that last yep. big effort. Absolutely. Okay, so um, we got just a couple minutes left here. I'd love to get real quick. We'll go. Well, Kevin, we'll start with you. What is your play of the day? Play of the day. Put some money on people's pockets on Saturday. Yeah. And Louis, are you ready with one? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just, just thinking here. Uh, see, I, I caught everybody off guard. That's all right. You know. No, no, no. I got mine. I got mine. Sorry. All it right. Took me a moment to, to to wrap my head around. I love this alter pick four that starts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were talking about in, that yesterday in race four. You know, it's a fifty cent minimum. You know, we see that three dollar minimum for the alter pick three that you know can get really really expensive pretty quick. But I think by uh, leaning on Lindy, who I like in there, I know I've got equity built into a race. Um, spread. Let me just get my my play. You've got it right there. You mind if I look at that real quick? Um. I'm sorry. I, 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 those are mine, not yours. Yeah. Oh, is I, yours? Yeah, yeah, those are yeah. just That's how you are, Louie. You don't pronounce your, <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce your own. But, you but out, find your, your picks because I'm really interested, Kevin. Yeah, who did I do here? You had the alt- so we're talking about the all-chair pick four here, the 50 cent minimum uh, on the, on those races for just all the turf races. My best play on Saturday yeah, today is, is in Spiral in race four. Uh, the six horse. I think she's going to come over. I think she gets the added advantage of a European jock who has experience here in Frankie Dettori. I'll lean on her today uh, in Spiral and Race 4. And my play of the day is Songline. Okay. In the uh, in the mile. All right. I, I think she stands over these. All right. So Songline and Spiral. Kevin's got his pick four uh, that he's still kind of you know working on pulling up. And actually, what it's, it's really kind of a good lead in, Kevin, because you know what? If people want to get your pick four, yeah, they should go say. to the Gold Book. Yeah, <laughs> Gold Book. I'm going to tease it. You got to buy Gold, that. Yeah, GoldBookBets.com. <laughs> I mean, if that comes through, it's going to pay. But, you know. Stacks. And you gave, you gave Lindy, you know, out there as, as part of that. And, yeah, start um, with Lindy. Yeah. The and you can probably go back and listen to this episode, maybe piece it together a little bit. But if you want Kevin's official 
it's goldbookbets.com and get your uh, Breeders' Cup primer um, with all the picks. And you get Dan's takes, you get Louis' takes, you get Kevin's takes. Um, and more importantly, you won't get my takes. <laughs> That's probably the most important piece of that whole thing. Oh, no. So, those are most important. Big fudge. Yeah, because you can throw them out. You That's right. Play again. <laughs> Toss it. That's the right. old play against list. That's right. Dan, no matter what, we're not putting Maze in our pick six ticket for the Kentucky Derby, okay? Right. <laughs> we don't need a single Cody's wish, If I besmirch a horse, if I besmirch a horse, it is 100% going to win. No doubt about it. Dan's so, never been more angry than us not singling Cody's wish because you who was it was it life is good I can't remember yeah, yeah something yeah. <laughs> no something stupid yeah exactly right something stupid right. you know the horse that cost me the pick five on Derby Day is in today Web Slinger oh yeah, yeah. I know yeah he was I think he's in the second or third race yeah that that horse cost me a lot of money on Derby Day all right I we real quick to our sponsors thanks again Dr Chet May Chef's Cut uh, single barrel cigars this has been great. Enjoy your Breeders' Cup, and we'll see you on Thursday for the Horse Racing Happy Hour.